GM, I'm Matthew Diemer, and this is GM from Decrypt. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is February 20th, 2023. How was your weekend? I hope it was well. I hope it was well. I just got to give a shout out to this one YouTube channel that I really like. It's called Quinn's Ideas. And this person is a sci-fi fanatic. Look, I love sci-fi. It's like some of the only things that I watch on TV. And I think I'm pretty versed on most sci-fi. But this guy is like insane when it comes to his sci-fi. So his whole channel is about deep diving into different universes in sci-fi. For example, the three-body problem. Dune. I binged on Dune yesterday with things like the history of Dune, the complete history of Dune, the ultimate guide to Dune, um, the spacing guild. And so he has these deep dives into these different aspects of the universe. Hyperion, Isaac Asimov's foundation, uh, Star Wars. Anyway, just want to give him a shout out because he puts a lot of work into this. And like the depth that he knows about these different universes is just absolutely insane. Check it out if you're a big nerd and you want to learn about make-believe universes and places and peoples and creatures for your recreation <laughs> now for our recreation let's uh check out those crypto prices the time is 8 51 a.m eastern standard time we have bitcoin sitting at twenty four thousand eight hundred and sixty two dollars up about 0.6 percent in 24 but 14.9 in seven Ethereum's at $1,706, up a half a percent in 24, or 15% in 7. Tether's number 3, Binance is number 4, at 317, up 0.3% in 24, or 9% in 7. And is number 5, running off the top 10, we have XRP Cardano, BUSD, Matic, at $1.49, it's down a percent in 24, but up almost 30% in 7. And Doze. Solana is number 11, and that's notable because it's up around 9% in 24, or about 30% in 7. It's at 26.39, and one of the reasons it's soaring, at least one of the theories why it's soaring, is it because there's going to be an upgraded migration of the Helion network to Solana. So it looks as though the bulls are back. The total market cap is sitting at 1.13 trillion, a BTC dominance of 42.4 and an F dominance of 18.5. Moving into our meat and potatoes, our headlines. Remember last week when we were talking about this upstart NFT marketplace that was going to rival OpenSea called Blur? Well, it looks as though that OpenSea is taking the bait and making sure that they are competitive with this upcoming marketplace. And OpenSea announced that they're going to temporarily eliminate the 2.5% fees on all sales. Remember, if you did a transaction on OpenSea, OpenSea was getting that 2.5% cut. Well, it looks as though they're going to temporarily eliminate that. And, and the operative word right there is temporary. And so if it's going to be temporary, it means that they're always going to be looking to add that back on. 
They're also going to cut down on the creator royalty protections. Now, last week, I thought that Blur was trying to protect creator royalties. But no, what they're trying to do and what they did is they force OpenSea to cut their creator royalties. So therefore, the traders are making that 5 to 10% on every trade instead of paying it to the creators, which is a bunch of crap. OpenSea tweeted that they'll only enforce a 0.05% mandatory creator royalty. OpenSea tweeted this, there's been a massive shift in the NFT ecosystem. In October, we started to see meaningful volume and users move to NFT marketplaces that didn't fully enforce creator earnings. Today, that shift has accelerated dramatically, despite our best efforts. At Frank D. Gods tweeted this, harsh reality. NFT marketplaces are trying to maximize market share so they can create bigger VC rounds. And the best way to get market share is to have the lowest fees for high frequency trading. Godspeed. My opinion is they're going to have this war and they're going to make everything cheaper until one survives. And then when that one survives, they're going to hire the fees back up. The fees that they're going to put in are going to be the trading fees that are going to be paid to the company, paid to the marketplace, not paid to the creators. And so what I think is you're going to have a lot of crap going on to these marketplaces that just want to either make money or have high volume. If you're a real artist and you have real talent and you really want to show people your talent, but also get paid for your work and be creative and to find a way to live a lifestyle where you can create really good art and get paid for it, you're probably gonna be going off OpenSea and Blur to places that actually enforce a creator royalty or allow you to set your creator royalty. They might not make as much money, but they're gonna have a lot more talented artists. My opinion, what do you think? Matthew Ernest Crypt.co. Here's an interesting story about blockchain.com. If you don't know who blockchain.com is, it's an early wallet provider and exchange that had around a $14 billion valuation as recently as last March. The interesting thing is, is they're trying to sell off assets in a scramble for capital. The other very interesting thing is, is how much money they raised and now they're scrambling for capital. For example, it looks as though they had a strategic funding raise in February of 2021, looks like a Series B for $120 million, then a Series C for $300 million, and then a Series D with the valuation at $14 billion in March of 2022, and they raised an amount that wasn't disclosed, so probably a lot. Then they raised another $78 million after Terra Luna and Three Arrows Capital went down. So even without knowing how much the Series D round raised, they raised around a half a billion dollars. So then you would assume that they're growing and they're happy and they're safe and they're secure. No. July of 2022, they let off 150 people. January of this year, they let off another 110. And with that kind of money, you would think they would build a great exchange. No, it looks as though they were ranking only number 57 on daily volume, which puts them at about 1% of the volume of the competitors in the top five or around $6.1 million daily trading volume. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A former blockchain.com employee said, the exchange was always lackluster. They were two years behind the curve on UI and UX. It was terrible. So what happened? Well, it looks as though they had a $270 million hole in his balance sheet because they were lending it to Three Arrows Capital. 
why would you raise money and then give it away? And now you're in the shit. The fact of the matter is the companies may be insufficiently diversified and too short on cash to survive the crypto winter. In a conversation with Decrypt, several industry investors expressed strong doubts in the health of the company. So if you use blockchain.com for any reason, take this as a warning. Not saying anything's going to happen. Not accusing anything. Not spreading rumors. Just reporting on what Decrypt has learned. Just be careful. Hong Kong looks like they're getting ready to get the crypto retail investors back into trading. And this is from the Securities and Futures Commission at Hong Kong. And they proposed to allow all types of investors, including retail investors, to access trading services provided by a licensed VA virtual asset trading platform operator. However, the proposal, it recommends that several conditions be met before crypto trading for retail investors is opened. And so there's going to be some work, but it looks like if you are in Hong Kong and you missed trading those cryptos, then just hold on tight. They're going to be coming back. It's not too late, but I should have went to law school instead of doing my MBA. I'm just way more interested in the philosophy, the arguments, the logic, steel manning different points of view to make sure that you are prepared to make every kind of argument. And this is why I really like this case, because this is an interesting argument that this person's making, the founder of Wall Street Bets, that is. They're filing a lawsuit against Reddit, and they're claiming that the platform wrongfully removed him as a moderator in 2020 and infringed on his right to trademark the community's name. It was founded in 2012. Wall Street Bets had a reputation as the go-to place to witness people make crazy stock trades and either win or lose. As you know, the subreddit bloomed in popularity amid COVID lockdowns as people spent more time at home and wanted to spend some of those government checks. Remember the GameStop and AMC short squeeze that was spawned from Wall Street Bets and coordinated among all kinds of people sitting at home typing on Reddit? Yeah, Wall Street Bets was a very important and powerful place for a while, and still is. Well, Reddit's justification for ousting the founder centered on the claims that the founder violated the company's policy by attempting to monetize a community. So what did the founder do to monetize? Well, he established a esports trading competition and promoted a book on Wall Street Bets entitled Wall Street Bets, How Boomers Made the World's Biggest Casino for Millennials. So here's his reasoning, and I think that it makes a lot of sense. He says that they're targeting him specifically, saying that everybody on Reddit promotes stuff to try to make profit. Just look at all the aspiring porn stars trying to get people to their OnlyFans. That's absolutely 100% trying to profit off of a Reddit community. And so why do you allow people to do that? Now, the justification could be they didn't make the community. But still, any amateur going on there to post pictures of themselves and say, hey, you want to see more? Go to my OnlyFans is obviously trying to profit off of a community. Well, that's his justification. Reddit just says this lawsuit is completely frivolous and has no basis in reality. I think he has a point here. What do you think? Where's my lawyers at? Matthew Aaron at Crypt.co. Did you know that YouTube gets around 74.8 billion visits every month? That's why when they get a new CEO, it's big news. And that's why we're talking about today. They just promoted their chief product officer who's been there for about seven years. So why are we talking about this promotion on this show? Because he seems bullish on tech. He said this, we believe new technologies like blockchain and NFTs can allow creators to build deeper relationships with their fans. NFTs are compelling, verifiable way for fans to own unique videos, photos, and art, and even experiences from their favorite creators. Adding it would allow creators and audience to collaborate in new ways. 
And finally, do you want to help the San Francisco Federal Reserve Bank develop, research, and design the new era of money, the new CBDC, or Central Bank Digital Currency? Well, if you do want to be involved, you can. And you can sell out everybody's privacy for only around $215,000 a year if you're a senior application architect. If you want to be the lead application developer, you can make up to around two fifteen, dollars And if you're a senior application developer, you can make up to $176. And no, I didn't post the link in the show notes. If you actually want to do that job, you're going to have to find it yourself. Oh, by the way, here's my thing about job application postings. This senior application architect can make between $134,000 and $215,000. It's just a way to game people for the lowest price. It's like, how much does this pay? And pay the people based off of what you want. I mean, imagine you're a great architect and you were making 110 at your previous job and you went in there and said, I was making 110. Can I make that 215? They're going to be like, hell no. And somebody who's probably not even good as you was making 200 in the last job, they're going to come back and say 205. So you have either the same skill or somebody with better skill for less money might get the job because of their salary history. And you have somebody with a different salary history that might be just as good, maybe even worse, making more money. I just hate these whole ranges. It's like, how much does this shit pay? Pay people fair. And then shut up and let them do their damn job. What do you think? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Thank you for listening to this episode of GM. My name is Matthew Diemer. Go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us an amazing comment. I'll be back tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling everyone. And P.S. I went back to my old mic. <laughs> <laughs>